Welcome everybody to Card On Over Coffee. We got a great show for you today. And remember, you can join us live on X Spaces Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 p.m. UTC. If you'd like to have your name or business mentioned in future podcasts or have your logo and links displayed in the description of our podcast, click the support button now. Joining us on today's show is Paribus and some members of the Blue Shift team to talk about their addition to the Cardano Index. Listen in to find out what's going on in Cardano today. GM, GA, GN, how are you? Mr. and Madam Paribus. Get hey, sorry, um, I was stuck for a bit. I'm good, how are you guys? I'm awake. Good, man. good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Neat, neat. Where are you dialing in from? I'm based in London, so it's just afternoon for us. Oh, snacks. Yum. Well, for those, welcome to the show. Looking forward to chatting for the next 25 minutes or so. Um, for those who don't know who we are, uh, who's, who's the we? Who is Paribus? Sorry, you broke up for a second. I'm sorry, my internet's really bad. What, what was the last thing you said? Just a quick intro to Paribus and who the we are, who like who are the Paribus folks. Yeah, sure. So we're a cross-chain borrowing lending platform. We have USBs in, um, we allow NFT um, as collateral. We allow LP tokens and synthetics as collateral um, and a bunch of other features in the near future. That's going to set us apart from the rest of the DeFi platforms um, across the web free space. Super cool, super cool. Where's and where is the where's is the company also based in London? Uh, where is the company based? So the company is based out of uh, Saint Vincent as in, in as as a corporation, but we don't actually have physical offices, so we're sort of decentralized. So we have developers in um, East Europe, Poland, uh, and then one of our partners, uh, co-founders, is in Miami. One of them is in Dubai, and I'm in London. Neat. Dubai. I was just in Dubai. That was very interesting. Yeah, um, Dubai is hectic with Web3. He's such a bragger, though, because you know, he was in Dubai. Now he's in South Africa. Wow. I don't think I don't think being in Dubai is a brag. I don't know. Wait, you were underneath the Burj Khalifa next to a, a fountain, and Lady Lido was belly dancing with a belly dancer. Oh, come on, what are we talking about here? I think you're having a little bit of fun. What are we oh, that was funny. Uh, back to you, Paribus. Uh, yeah, where should we start? Or is there anything particular you want to cover? Um, yeah, I mean, last time we came on the show was about three months ago, I think, Cardano or Coffee. So uh, I think a quick update since then would be good. So uh, we are releasing, well, hopefully it's going through audits. Uh, we're releasing our governance within the next month, um, which is going to be our first step to sort of becoming decentralized. Um, and then we're following very quickly for the next three months with a bunch of... Um, with a bunch of features that is uh, bringing our USPs in. So the NFT module collaterals will be coming in in January time, around January time. And then we have LP collaterals coming in, followed shortly after the NFTs, probably like a few weeks. And then uh, after that, we have a new liquidation mechanism that we want to introduce to our platform, which is called partial liquidations, uh, which will be coming a few weeks after LP collaterals. So we have a very busy roadmap for the next three months, and we're excited to show off what we've built for the past eight months. Super cool. So um, the, the things you just mentioned, are, are they live? 
today or is that coming soon? No, that's coming soon. So they start going live in about two weeks time and then it's going to be back to back. But we do plan to have NFT modules and um, the LP collaterals live in testnet uh, within the next month. So before Christmas break, so people get to play about with it and test the whole thing on testnet. And then we want to go mainnet in the new year, first quarter. Do you, do you, do people, um, it's your, your offering, is that available in any country or do you have some, some limitations there? Right now, we don't have any limitations, um, thanks to the way we've been set up uh, through our legal advice. So no restrictions, you can access it from anywhere. Of course, things change, um, laws change, so it may change in the future, but right now it's free for all, open for all. You could use the MVP version um, on Arbitrum Mainnet. It's live right now. Um, so, yeah, it's open for everyone. That was my next question. Um, what's available on Cardano? Like, which of these pieces so, can you try out on Cardano? So Cardano. Phone call coming. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. Um, yeah, so for Cardano, the way we approach Cardano side is we want to deploy some of our components on Nilkameda. It's the it's sort of the bridge chain between EVM side and Cardano side. So the governance will go live in uh, on Nilkameda, and you could do wrap smart contract calls to do voting and proposal raising through that. Um, and that would basically go in live next month, the governance module. Um, as for Cardano itself, uh, we do have plans to build a um, a icon version of the platform in in the in the next year. So um, of course we're gonna plan around, but quarter two onwards is when we want to start building around Cardano. But for now, everything's sort of sitting on Milkameda slash other EVMs. I see. Neat. So the let me see if I understand this. The governance part would be on um on Milkameda. Yeah. And then next year, some of the other products. What, are you trying getting a one to one parity on features that will be available? Yeah, exactly. Or would people always have to? Yeah. No, no, we want. We and want so to these are like platform as it is on the Cardano side. And these 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 would be like the um, the NFT collateral, the LP collateral. The by the way, your website it is not. It's not nice for people to navigate it keeps changing really yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah i noticed the same thing as i was going through this well it is quite annoying just fyi oh yeah, that's a shame we usually get comments for our um, compliments for our website but i guess maybe we broke something because we have been updating it lately so we'll take a look no no it's like i just want to read a thing but it changes myself every so often i'm like don't change and <laughs> <laughs> like don't get me wrong it's pretty but you know this is the balance between pretty things and utility right um the shiny thing is not always the thing you want um anyways i was trying to go through your services on here Zena, we keep letting you up but i'm not sure what's going on um you might need to um start the app or something yeah but anyway so these are the did she make it? Yay! Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, so that's the 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 eight items on your site: the NFT collateral, the LP, the PBX, profit sharing. Seems there's a lot of stuff here. Metaverse integration, lend, borrow, or stake synthetic assets. Those are your those are your core offerings, right? Yeah. 
That's correct. So we, that's the, the idea is to support um, as many collateral types as possible. So you effectively unlock as much of the liquidity as possible as an end user. And then, of course, bring back all the value back to the token holders, uh, PBX through governance. Need. Um, and, and which of these again, I'm sorry, and you mentioned them earlier, but which of these again are alive on, is it, was it Arbitrum and which yeah. is, is coming? So the main uh, thing that's live on Arbitrum is the MVP. So it's basically um, default uh, collaterals. So crypto assets such as ETH, RAP, Bitcoin, ADA, you could borrow against them. That's live on Arbitrum right now. So the basic version. And we are bringing on the NFT collateral based loans next month, sorry, in January slash February. And then that will be followed quickly by the rest, such as LPs, Metaverse integration, uh, and the rest of the features. Is the is the plan of attack here to release all of these eight things, uh, six things on Arbitrum before you target other chains like Liquidano? Um, so we have been discussing with a few chains, um, especially a few L2s that have a lot of liquidity. Um, I wouldn't say we're going to necessarily... Mm-hmm release everything on Arbitrum. It sort of depends on partnerships discussions and the liquidity that's available. So for example, NFT side will make sense to release on Ethereum layer one because a lot of NFT liquidity is there rather than Arbitrum. Um, but some of the LP collateral would probably make sense to release on like Milka Meadow um, and, uh, and maybe Base um, because there's a lot of liquidity there. So it just depends on the feature. We won't necessarily release everything on Arbitrum. Neat. How big is your team? Um, so we are a team of 15, including the co-founders. Um, so 10 of, 10 of those 15 is our developers um, based in Poland. And then we have, of course, the three co-founders. And then we have a crypto member who's here, who's helping us with partnerships and business development. And then we have a couple more guys. If any, by the way, if anybody has a question, um, go ahead, coming up, do the hand thing. Lockjack, what you got? Uh, so first off, uh, congratulations on building through the bear market and really making it through the bear market uh, that we've been currently struggling through. Uh, the other is is that uh, I was looking at, and last time you were on, uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, and um, I'm a bit of a Cardano uh, isolationist, I'm going to call myself, uh, in that I, I just don't like going outside of my ecosystem just simply because of you know the the fear of losing funds and or high transaction costs and things of that nature, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that typically you see in other chains. Um, so I'm curious because on your website, you have cheap transactions, incredibly high throughput. Can you speak to a little bit of that? Uh, and then also at the end of that, uh, talk about the security and reliability and why it is that me as a Cardano isolationist would even be tempted to go over and use Paribus. Yeah, sure. So when it comes to um, why we're sort of tailored for Cardano and why the website's um, uh, mentions those things is because initially when we started uh, about uh, two years ago or one and a half year ago we spoke to iog who is actually a seed investor in our project and they had the plan of kevm uh, sidechain to be developed um so we thought at the time okay solid developers are cheap enough so we'll just hire solid developers instead of haskell or plutus and we'll just deploy everything onto kevm but as time went on things changed and iog dropped the whole kevm idea so uh, we were sort of stuck in limbo, um, and that's 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 the reason why our code base is actually written in Solidity, but it was always designed and, and intended to bring liquidity to Cardano. So 
we want to still build for Cardano, but obviously our code base is Solidity, and the only way to sort of do that is allow people to bridge their NFTs, allow bri- people to bridge their liquidity across back and forth across Cardano. So the idea is we want to increase the liquidity on Cardano ecosystem and vice versa. So we want to uh, we want to sort of sit between Cardano and any other chain, um, and that's that's our that's our vision. That's where we're heading towards still. And um, of course, in the future, IOG may bring back a, a EVM-based sidechain, or we'll just stick to Milkometa as as the unofficial sidechain for Cardano. Um, so that's why we have those um, high transaction report, cheap transactions, etc., on the on the website, because that was the initial vision. Um, and now, I mean, we although we have moved away from that vision because uh, our hand is forced, we actually going to run on L2s, which will be cheap transactions uh, regardless. Um, in terms of the security aspect, so we've taken several measures. Um, so we have active um, circuit breaker patterns on our platform where if things um, go wrong, I think it was EIP 7626 that we implemented, where if if certain transactions are coming through with certain suspicion, we actually lock down the protocol so you won't be able to execute, borrow, lend, uh, and use the platform uh, because the circuit breaker kicks in. Aside from that, we have signed up to Peck Shield's um, on shield, I think it was called extractor tool, where it continues to watch as the mempool that's coming to our protocol and then alerts us uh, if it spots something of um, spammy nature or bad intention. Um, and lastly, um, of course, we have uh, we go through audits. So we go through two sets of audits through Hacken and another uh, audit provider to assure maximum security as much as possible. I mean, obviously, this is not 100% security, nothing is 100%. But we're doing that um, utmost to keep people secure. Right, and and so I was looking at the the website, and you've got a, a staking uh, link, and that's actually taken me to Wi-Fi. And by the way, that that particular uh, staking portal is closed. Uh, so with the PBX token, which I'm disclosing that I'm a holder of, um, and one of the reasons is because <gasps> uh, I understood that Pete is a part of the part of the uh, the protocol, and and uh, I love Pete. And uh, so in some cases, I just go off of uh, people that I, I feel as though I can trust and to make good decisions. But um, that, what, what is the currently, will the PBX token do for me? So the PBX token, as of next month, will start uh, playing a heavy role in governance. So we are bringing governance online uh, on Milka Meadow. So you could do wrap smart contract calls, as I mentioned earlier, from Cardano side, or you could bridge across to um, uh, Milka and start raising proposals and voting on proposals to make sure, um, you know, the project is sort of guided by the community. So the first thing is that, um, of course, in the future, we want to, as we become more decentralized, and this is subject to sort of legal advice that we're getting as well, but there is a a way to bring back entire value. So liquidators, uh, when when loans get liquidated, we charge a fee. When loans are taken out, we charge a small fee. And all those fees, we want to actually bring it back and uh, provide it in a way back to stakers, PBX stakers. So the main two uh, the main two usages are initially governance and fee revenue sharing. But uh, over time, we want to actually expand beyond that and start offering perks to PBX holders where you might get a better interest rate if you have X amount of PBX stake. Um, you might be able to use it as a collateral. Again, this depends entirely on how much liquidity is available on PBX itself because obviously the price volatility is something that we need to risk manage. Um, so that's that's kind of how PBX will sit within this ecosystem. 
Okay, and um, so anybody that has any questions for Paribus, please uh, request, come on up. Uh, so I have a little question about uh, the... Pete has a question, by the way. He can raise his hand. He's on desktop. Who does? Pete. Pete. Oh, go for it, Pete. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you hear me okay? Yeah. yeah, we got you, man. Sorry, dude. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I couldn't um, raise my hand. Uh, the whole PC thing just doesn't have the raise hand thing. It's got every other emoji, but... Um, <laughs> It's weird, yeah, I know. Yeah, stupid. Anyway, the the whole reason why uh, we're here as well is that we're adding the PBX token. Uh, Parabus is joining the Cardano Startup Index on BlueShift. So uh, as soon as the token's available as well on the Milkometer ecosystem, uh, we'll be putting that portfolio together along with the other tokens in that uh, um, index, which is Revutu, uh, um, Noom and also Decau from uh, Jet Alliance. And uh, we'll be able to do some really interesting things with Paribus with the uh, LP token, yeah. such as uh, Collateral and uh, whatnot through uh, their platform. So pretty excited about it all. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to steal the stage from Paribus too much. It's uh, all about them at the moment. Yeah, thanks for that pitching. No, I um, yeah, I was just, just going to say Blue Shift uh, partnership is the first step. So obviously we want, with, we're taking part in the index. We want exposure to as many people as possible through Blue Shift. But our plans go way beyond this integration. So this is step one. And we have many steps where we go deeper into integration and we'll start supporting LPs as collateral through Blue Shift. So you could actually borrow against your liquidity, even though you're still part of an index. Well, I know for me personally with Blue Shift, uh, bec- now there's still not Ledger support for it, but uh, I can use a hot wallet over there with Blue Shift uh, for my eternal. So at that point now, I can gain exposure to Paribus that way. Yeah, when the index comes online, and uh, hopefully that uh, proposal that uh, did go through for the Ledger hardware wallet signing um, is complete soon. I don't know when, a couple of months maybe. Uh, you'd be able to use your hardware wallet um, over on our side too with the uh, Wrap Smart Contracts. Nice, man. That's awesome. Did you have another question, Blanchard? Uh, I think that's it for now. Uh, anybody else got anything? Uh, by all means. So the governance stuff, right? Like, what exactly does that, what does that mean? That people will be able to participate in governance? Yeah. So we want to, from from the get-go, our vision has was always to fade out as co-founders and hand over the project to the community, um, whether that's marketing people, um, open source developers, etc. So this is our first step into sort of taking that uh, route and be- making it a reality. So what you could do initially is stake PBX, and then you will get the PBX in return, which has no monetary value. It's just a voting power. So with that voting power, you could raise proposals, I don't know, for something like Let's change um, fees that we charge the liquidators to X to X percent rather than Y percent. Um, or let's start supporting certain collaterals, certain currencies, or let's start deploying to a certain chain. So these are the type of decisions and proposals that you can partake in. And we want to influence people to actually get more involved with the, with the whole protocol. So we want actual open source developers to start contributing to our code base um, through proposals. So, yeah, that's that's the intention and that's the route we're taking. That is a giant, massive, huge, tall order. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's it's, it's step by step, baby steps. Um, That's what you do right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially the whole 
what chain should we be integrating with, right? Because that has technical dependencies, which has budget constraints and blah blah blah. Um, you know, what's so what's your revenue what's your revenue model um for sustaining the protocol, especially as you sort of go towards the the fading fading back. What you what did you say? Fading fading away or fading out? Yeah. Um, right? what's, the, what's the revenue model there? Um so the revenue model it has two streams of revenue at the moment um with the current feature sets. First one is we charge a small fee uh when you take out a loan. Um and then the second one we charge a liquidation fee penalty, I guess, uh, if you do get liquidated. So these two uh, revenue streams are the main two points, but we do have plans to increase the number of revenue streams through some of the features that we want to bring on, which will be actually raised as proposals to the governance to vote on. Um, so, but as it currently stands, there are two revenue streams for the platform to uh, so build this treasury. That is neat. That also sounds like you need um, a crap ton of transaction for that revenue stream to be viable. What are you guys doing now until you get to that transaction threshold or until those other revenue sources kick in? So we have a treasury that's uh, good enough for another 12 months at the moment. We we have uh, stable coins. We don't really speculate on bull market, bear market. We try to keep it uh, so as safe as possible. So we have a treasury that's enough for another 12 months. But uh, based on our plans and some of the features that we're releasing, we should ideally be generating enough sustainable revenue within the next six months so that the treasury sort of fades out and um, just it's, it's as a reserve as opposed to um, keeping the platform live. Um, Neat. Why should you push Arbitrum for your, first, for your first playground or first market? Is it a market or is it a playground? I don't know. I don't know much about Yeah, it's, it's, it's a... Why? <laughs> so we... We were looking at some of the L2s that we were interested in. I mean, ideally, we would want to release on, uh, we wanted to release on L1 to prepare for the NFT module um, on the Ethereum side. But obviously, the transactions are expensive, it's slow. So we thought, okay, what's the best next option? Um, and uh, Arbitrum was something that we thought it would be a good option for us. We got some support from Arbitrum uh, DAO as well um, for marketing side of things. So it sort of just made sense for us to release the product as the MVP and get some users on board, see how the um, system operates. Wait, wait, why would Arbitrum be good for you guys? I think I missed that part. It's not about being good. It's more of a decision that we made based on how much transactions we've been going through based on the L2s that we were looking at. So we're looking at we're looking for L2s to deploy on. And once we did a comparison yeah. at the time, Arbitrum was the most liquid. Um, there was a lot of transactions. There was a lot of liquidity. The most liquid, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Were you saying something, Blackjack? Before I um, no, I was just I, I was gonna I was gonna go down a different path, but uh, finish up uh, what you got going. Uh, yeah, because we're sort of out of time now. Um, and then <laughs> we are. I have one that was quick. Um, uh, <laughs> I know. That went, that went really, well, you know what? We actually went a couple minutes over with Daniel, but you know, uh, I, I'm kind of curious uh-huh. as to your experience, because you've got a, a few partnerships here uh, that you're working with. And one of them is with Yam4 and with Charlie3. And I'm, I'm curious as to uh, what those are and how you guys are working together. Um, so Charlie3, um, the co-founder of Charlie3 uh, is actually an advisor as well. So we'll be using Charlie3 for custom data feeds where Chainlink cannot serve us. Um, initially, 
there was a bit of blockage from Charlie Freeside because obviously they're Cardano based and we're EVM based, so the data feed were not sort of integratable. Uh, but now they opened up API versions of the data feed, so we could actually start creating custom um, uh, data feed and then use that within the platform. So, for example, we we going to support LP collaterals in the future, which may mean that we create a custom data uh, data feed through Charlie Free. Charlie is Charlie Free is the Oracle side of things. Uh, we support we're going we support Panic right now, and we support API free. We're looking at Python network, and of course, Charlie Free is the next two oracles that we want to integrate. Very nice. Um, you don't have to answer the other one because I think we're out of time here. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll pass it back over to uh, Lido. Lid dope. Well, thanks for coming. Um, yeah, that did go fast. So I guess yeah. you know we're having a convo, and sometimes go that way when you're just chit chatting. Um, Last words, we'll pass the mic to you for a mic drop. Any alpha you want to release on here? And I'm kidding. Um, any takeaways from the for the people in this room? Any call to action? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do have a small alpha though, I think... uh, that I wanted to drop. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> Sounds great. Let's share it. Let's share it. Receive. <laughs> so we're changing the way I mentioned earlier um, how we liquidate people so we're doing partial liquidators the idea is to save as much collateral for the end user as possible rather than losing 100% at a certain threshold and then the long term vision over that is we want to bring in what we call market driven interest rates so right now our interest rates are based on the uh, utilization rate of the underlying liquidity pool so if it gets 80% you know, interest rate starts jumping uh, but what we want to do is we want to bring off chain data that is coming from markets such as uh, open interest on certain currency, volume across the market, and um, and some other data points that we have picked. And then based on these data points, we actually feed that into the interest rate algorithm, which makes the decision to say, okay, I think a bull market's coming, so potentially more borrowing is going to happen, so we should start increasing the interest rates. And then in the bear market, it's the opposite, so we try to keep the um, interest rates as stable as possible, for, so we incentivize people to borrow. So this is a completely different new way of how to set interest rates in DeFi. Um, and that's something that we have started working on. And we're very excited to see how it comes online. Thank you for listening to Cardano Over Coffee. And thanks to the team from Paribus for joining us. Drop in anytime to give us some updates. We look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to have your name or business mentioned in future podcasts or have your logo and links displayed in the description of our podcast, click the support button now.